This is Wednesday Night Bible Study, July the 19th, 2023. Reverend Matt Perry, the CE Director at the Pine Level Pentecost Wednesday Church, bringing the continuation of Peter's message. Here's Brother Mac. We're presently studying uh, uh, the crippled man being healed at the gate of the temple, and now Peter and John has uh, walked in with him, and uh, people, just thousands of people, started gathering, uh, coming over, because they're amazed. They saw what uh, had just happened, that this crippled man is now healed, walking and actually jumping and praising the Lord. Some, I told you last week, some historians uh, say that they could be as many as 10,000 people in the temple at that time, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That is a daily thing, something they do every day in worship. So, you know, and when they come running over, they, they stared at Pete, Pete, uh, Peter and John according to the scriptures, and uh, it made Peter feel like they didn't understand, uh, you know, that it wasn't him. He wanted to make sure they understood it was not him and John, that it was uh, the uh, it was Jesus. So he started to preach to him. He, he he said, "Don't stare at me." Basically, saying it wasn't our power; uh, it was the power of Jesus Christ. It was God. So he began. He took the opportunity, I said, to to uh, to clearly make them understand who Jesus Christ was. They knew. Uh, they and they made it, they made them sure. Uh, they they helped them understand that. They were just a vessel, somebody that God was using. And the same God, uh, he went on to start mentioning Moses and others, and he said, he said, the same God that blessed the great men like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, as the scriptures tells us, the God of our fathers, uh, all of our fathers, God that just uh, this crippled man. And he's also, Jesus is the one that you disowned. You give him up for a thief. So begin, Peter began to be led by the Holy Spirit, and bear a strong witness to them about Jesus was not only the, uh, you know, the, the Christ and the Savior and the Resurrector, but he was the healer of this man. Uh, Peter was not preaching anything new to them because they, um, they understood what God had told them that they would be one day uh, uh, someone that would become a great prophet that would become. And they heard this through Moses, and we'll get into that a little bit more tonight. So... Uh, uh, as you, we studied a little bit more, they, uh, Peter even told them they were the killer of the author of life. And knowing that Jesus was life, he was the healer. So uh, he was the word. He is the living word. He was there from the beginning as uh, Peter began to t uh, uh, teach and preach to him. Um, and P Peter and John were basically saying that this is a witness. What you're seeing is a witness. And by having faith, this man is saved. Uh, I mean, this man is, well, he is saved and he's now been healed. Um, and Peter made it clear that it was by faith in Jesus Christ. And he says, you can see it. You can see this man has been see healed. So it is, you are a witness. He was letting them know they were a witness also. Um, the verse also confirms to me, as I told you last week, that uh, they would, that uh, the uh, crippled man also had faith, and Peter had a lot of faith, and the Holy Spirit was guiding him, because he just automatically reached down and picked him up and um, uh, helped him up. Um, and he also let them know through their ignorance they crucified Jesus, as we talked about a little bit last week, letting them know that their ignorance, they did not understand who he was. Um, and then as we concluded last week, verses 19 through 21, Peter again used a words repent 
in verse uh, 19 and turn yourself, you know, let Jesus uh, wash away your sins. He is the Savior. And then Peter uh, began to talk about in verse 20 and 21 that um, he sent Christ who has been given to you. And in 21, he will remain in heaven until that second coming. So that's the things that uh, we talked about last week. But the main thing that I suck in my heart is uh, there's a day coming when uh, God's letting them know that that Peter uh, that Jesus will be coming back. So salvation is important. And again, uh, the word repent and repent. So Peter's uh, preaching a strong message about repentance and salvation. So tonight's... Um, Message. We will continue with Peter's message, uh, starting in Acts 22, uh, and we'll go through verse. Uh, I mean, chapter four. We'll go one through four. Also, I wanted to get a little bit in there to their so-called arrest for their uh, teachings uh, of Jesus and resurrection of Jesus in the temple courtyard. So let's read, um, starting in 22. Peter is starting with, for Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever ye shall uh, say unto you. Basically what he's saying is, um, you know, I'm letting you know, God's letting you know that there is another prophet coming that is, you know, uh, um, uh, that will come unto you like unto me. In other words, someone like me to lead you, to guide you, and this kind of thing. And, and he will be the answer. And then when you look at 23, and it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear the, that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. So there's going to be some that don't listen, and they're going to be destroyed, is basically what uh, Peter is saying there. And yea, in verse 24, yea, and all the prophets from Samuel, Samuel and those that follow. So every prophet after Samuel, uh, Samuel's next after Moses, and then after that many will follow. And they have spoken and likewise foretold of these days. In other words, what's, what they're seeing and what's happening right now. And in 25, ye are the children of the prophets, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in the seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. So through the Jewish people, through uh, Israel people, they will be the ones that go out and carry the message. They will be the ones that bless all nations and bless the earth. And then 26, until you first... God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquity. So basically he's given them the first opportunities for salvation is what he's saying to them. So let's read verses 1 through 4 in chapter 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the, ca uh, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved... So being unhappy, being upset, they're bit, pretty much they're mad. So being grieved that they uh, taught the people, in other words, that Peter and them are teaching, and preached through Jesus the resurrection. I will let you know here in a few minutes that they did not believe in the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them uh, in hold until the next day. In other words, they put them in jail until the next day, for it was not even tied 
And we'll talk about that in verse 4. Howbeit, basically, Peter has already spoken. The message and the gospel of God has already been carried out here. And listen what it says. And many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. Father, bless your word. So, now Peter's message is referring to Moses to help them understand, to show, you know, Moses was a great leader. He led them out of Egypt. He did miracles. He did many things. So Moses is someone that they were very familiar with and had a good understanding. All the Jewish people knew exactly who he was. And they knew that God's plan for redemption for Israel and the, and, and the Gentiles would be fulfilled by this coming prophet. So Peter quotes the promise from God that he would raise up a prophet like Moses is basically what he's telling us in those uh, verses. So the Jews, Jews were very aware of what's going on. So when I look at that, God promised a complete fulfillment through this person. So in my mind I was thinking, you know, the, the Holy Spirit obviously... And, and Peter were trying to relate Moses to who Jesus is to help them understand. So when I started thinking about, and I read uh, some information about, uh, comparison, just a comparison between Moses and the fulfillment, and uh, uh, in what ways was Moses like, what Jesus was like. So, you know, uh, I think about God used Moses to give them the Ten Commandments, the first covenant, the first covenant Jesus brought in a new, uh, the first covenant, and that was to help these people ha- uh, get closer to God, have the guidelines of the Ten Commandments. And then I think about Jesus bringing in a new covenant, which is salvation through the resurrected Son, salvation through Jesus. So Ma- Moses led the nation of Israel out of Jesus and brought down to Mount Sinai for the purpose of the people being drawn closer to God. God wanted the people closer. So the Ten Commandments, what the first was the purpose of that. So Moses gave uh, also the Israelites a uh, command to sacrifice a perfect lamb. Well, when I think about Jesus, he was the perfect lamb by shedding his blood. So he is the new covenant and uh, where anyone can enter the holiness of God just like it was before, so when they entered uh, in certain parts of the temple. Jesus himself was the perfect lamb. And then God used Moses to perform great miracles and signs. The parting of the sea was a great miracle. And there was many more. But Jenny, uh, I mean, Jenny, Jesus performed many more great miracles and signs than Moses did, but there was a significant difference in that. One, some of it was that Jesus' miracles were, were of love. Everything he did was of love and passion. And what Moses did was mostly judgment because the people never obeyed God. So most of that was judgment. But Jesus was of love and, uh, and, and passion. And when you compare these, you, you absolutely get an understanding when you start really looking at a comparison between it. And this is what Peter is saying. Jesus is much more superior. He is the Christ. He is the Savior. He is the way of the new uh, covenant. He is what God promised. Since Jesus um, um, is the prophet who moved, uh, Moses promised, he also let them know that 
with that promise, there come some consequences is what we read in the verse today. If they do not follow Jesus as the true Savior, Savior, then there will be consequences. Well, I will plug into history here of what happened a little bit later. And we'll get into this much more later, but just want to let you know, yes, there was many that did believe and God's church was built just like God planned, but there was many that did not believe and they had to suffer the consequences. When I look at history, in A.D. 70, in A.D. 70, Titus, the Roman general, came in with a large, strong, just brutal army and destroyed the city of Israel. Absolutely destroyed. It's estimated by historians that over a million people were killed during that battle. And many were sold into, Israel, into slaves and they were scattered at that time. The, the Jewish people were scattered. Even the great temple was destroyed. And we'll discuss that more later on. So these people, uh, so the, the Jewish people didn't all listen to them. But the ones that did, it was great news, as we're going to talk about. Peter 24 was telling them that Samuel was the next great prophet after Moses. And all the prophets from that time until now foretold these days. What that really means is the prophets prepared them in the Word, if they studied the Word. Not all the prophets gave specific instructions or wordings about in the writings about the, the, the coming Christ, but everything they prophesied led them up to what was going to happen that day. And that was... Uh, you know, or that uh, during that time, the event of resurrection in Jesus Christ. So every prophet since that time, and, and what Peter's trying to help them understand is all this was foretold. All this was letting you know to prepare you for this time. And then verse 25 is telling us that, that um, they are the descendants. They are the chosen ones. They are the heirs of the new covenant of Jesus Christ. That through them... It is promised that they would be the witnesses to the world. And they were chosen first. The promise to all nations would come through them. And then when you look at verse 26, the blessings given by God was the promise for them to be first uh, and that they would carry out the, the word. And what that really means is they were first to receive salvation also. They were first to experience the saving grace, the Holy Spirit, the blessings of God. They would be first. Now, they would be first to carry the message is not necessarily favoritism by God. God loved them, and they knew God. God had always been with them. God has always blessed, and they had a lot of knowledge and understanding of who God was. So God chose them first to carry the message to the world. But God also let them know that uh, Peter was letting them know that repenting uh, and being forgiven for your sins was first. Also, you can't carry the message out. You can't be prepared to witness without the Word of God in you. So you have to accept. You have to accept Jesus Christ as the resurrected Savior. Peter let them know they were, first thing they needed was salvation. And then they were to be the witnesses unto the world. You know, I think about how God knew that you can't carry the message of Jesus unless you've accepted him. Think about that. You have to accept him. A lot of people try to do that, I think, today in today's world. They claim they've, they're Christians, 
but they never have been saved through Jesus Christ. Well, you can't carry the true message of Jesus Christ without being saved through Jesus Christ. You have to accept him. So the same as today as it was back then. Peter was emphasizing, and he ends the message, repent. You must repent. And you are the first. What a great and wonderful honor it was and privilege that they were chosen first to receive salvation. The word implies to me also that first means that there's others coming after you. And your job is to make sure all of them are witnessed too. Uh, so I, I leave that chapter. I think about the great commission that they were the new church that was to carry out God's great commission. And we are familiar with what the great commission is to, to, to go out and reap the heart of, harvest and serve the world. So what a privilege they had. But as we st- continue to study and continue to learn, many accepted but then there was many, just as the day we live in, they refused to accept who he was. So let's look at chapter 4. Let's move into chapter 4. Peter and John are just looking at that as they were arrested. So let's look at the first uh, verses, verses 1 and 2. So now the priest, the captain of the guard, the, the uh, Sadducees came in and... Um, they joined and they saw this huge crowd standing in front of them. And Peter was proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he had the attention of all these people. The full attention uh, is what the verses were telling us. And then verse 3 and 4 tells us that they sieged Peter and John because it was evening, in other words, it was late, uh, But by then, many had already heard the word, as verse 4 tells us, and 5,000 men were saved at this time. So, um, verse 3, going back to that, tells us that this was in the evening. So, I I thought about it being in the evening. So, they started about 3 o'clock, according to the scriptures earlier, and now it's evening, so, you know, somewhere around 6 o'clock or so, So they've been teaching and preaching the word for over three hours to those people out there in that uh, temple. So they explained the full gospel and even possibly had time in my mind to answer some questions. They were preaching the word and probably answering the questions in a large crowd. A little bit about the Sadducees and to help you understand why they were so upset and so mad. They were so-called the religious leaders. They claimed to be the religious leaders and did not, number one, they did not even accept the Jewish tradition and did not consider the Old Testament prophetical, meaning the prophets that that was written in these books, to be on even the same level as the law, the commandments. They thought the Ten Commandments was it that they are to live by the Ten Commandments. So they used the Ten Commandments. And that's why uh, we read about in the past when we were studying uh, John, and we'll study a little bit more about why they automatically, the temple and the guard has, you know, they punish people and stone people. They kill people because they really just by the law. That's all they believed in was by the law. They also uh, denied the existence of, of angels and spirits. Yes, they didn't believe in them. They taught against them. 
But also they taught against and did not believe in the resurrection. And this is told in Matthew 22, um, chapter 22, verse 3, and also Luke 20 and 27, that the Sadducees did not believe that Jesus resurrected. So they, they were not at all happy that Peter and John was there teaching and preaching about uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were very unhappy. Now, why were they unhappy? I thought about a lot of things why they were unhappy. First of all, they weren't chosen by God. They were chosen by man. They were probably educated, very educated, smart, and they were put in these positions or voted into them. I'm not sure what the process were. But for, they were not chosen by God. So first of all, they, want, they didn't understand who Jesus Christ was and didn't want to. And they didn't want to because they were arrogant. They were selfish. They believed it was their way. And, that, and if it wasn't their way, then it wasn't no way. They were always right. So they just had a hard heart. So yes, they were unhappy. Um, but here's the facts. Everything that just happened, they couldn't explain. Think about it. It bothered them a lot that a great crowd was sitting there listening or standing there listening about a resurrected Jesus Christ, and they couldn't deny it. Why? Here's a man that they all, including these leaders, saw sitting at the gate that never walked. He's standing there before them, and Peter and them are saying, this is the same man. You, he's jumping and praising God, and he's even the crippled man, previously pre-crippled man, is now witnessing. They were greatly disturbed. They were upset. And um, especially about the teaching of the resurrection. And preacher, and Pete, Peter was preaching it hard. He was letting them know exactly what was going on. And you know what? The evidence, the evidence of that crippled man is what got them probably mostly upset. They couldn't, they didn't have an answer for it. They couldn't explain it. They couldn't deny it. It was there. It's a fact. And that's the way Jesus is. He's a fact the fact that he resurrected. And this was against their doctrine. So they sieged or captured or uh, put in cuffs Peter and John, rested them, and put them in jail. Uh, and since it was evening or late, they couldn't call the Sanhedrin court together to make a decision on what to do with them. So uh, <laughs> what's a little bit humorous again is they were a little late, over three hours late. Because what Peter and John had done is already, and the Holy Spirit especially, has it effectively put in the hearts of the minds of the people that were there who Jesus Christ was. And it was convincingly, and they accepted him because the word also tells us in verse 4 that 5,000 men accepted. Many that heard him believed. Now, I do want to bring up this because some of you may read some other supporting uh, books and whatever about these things. So I, I do want to t uh, give you an understanding that in the Greek translation, the number 5,000 is interpreted by some uh, smarter people, smart people, that that 5,000 was talking about a total. Remember 3,000 uh, earlier? Uh, when uh, um, the Holy Spirit was poured down on the day of Pentecost? Well, now we're talking about a little bit later. Well, let me read these two verses to you because I want to, you know, to me it's pretty clear from the King James Version. Listen to what it says. 
Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of men was about 5,000. Now it didn't say, including those two or three days ago, it was 5,000. But when you go back and look in Acts chapter 2 and read verse 4, then they gladly received, this is on the day of Pentecost, on the day, this, uh, on, they, then they gladly received his word, were baptized, and the same day, notice the wording, there were added unto them about 3,000. So my math is we're way over 8,000 at this point. That, that's my math. When I read both those verses, I don't know how they translated who, and you can look at many different Bibles, and, and the translation may be the total. But when I read the King James Version, I'm not saying it's the 100% right or wrong. All I'm saying is what, when I read it, it tells me that it was that day 5,000 more. Now, why am I making that a point? Because of two reasons. I wouldn't want you to think that Braille said it was, it was a total because I believe it's, it's... I really, in my heart, every day more being added. We don't know what the total number is, but we know it's over 8,000 at this point, the way I look at it. And it's substantially over 8,000 because I noticed the wording here... Previously, it said 3,000 people were saved. Here it says 5,000 men, which makes me believe that women and children were saved in addition, so there was additional people saved that day. Because it tells me in Acts 3 and 9, the people in the uh, uh, temple saw the crippled man, and also in uh, uh, Acts, as we just read, uh, chapter 4, 1 and 2, all says... It uses the word all, indicates that Peter was teaching all people. So there was women and children there. In my mind, they're talking about uh, a, more than 5,000 people. And I don't know that it's a, it's a, it's a valid point to, to most people, but in my heart, I'm looking at the big impact that Jesus was making in those first few days. That's the way I'm looking at it. how many people were saved and how quick the church was growing. As I, as I start to conclude, it is clear that the officials weren't happy about the healing of the crippled man. And, you know, I think about human nature. There was one other personal reason for them. I think it was embarrassing to them because everything they had been teaching is now not the truth. you talking about making somebody mad or embarrassing someone if you start telling them what you've been teaching all these years and what you think you uh, uh, know is, is not correct because here's the fact. Here's a man walking. This and the only way he could be healed. You can't explain it. It was Jesus Christ. The, I really believe that day the apostles, on the other hand, were no ways uh, looked at as an embarrassment or anything, they were, look, they were held in high esteem. They were men of God that was teaching the truth about who Jesus Christ was. And I think about how they must have felt. And you know, when I read ahead uh, into the next few uh, verses in the next couple chapters, um, they still, even when they get to Sanhedrin court together, they don't know what to do with these guys. They have seen... And, and these guys are blessing people by the thousands. They, they, they were head, held in high esteem. The Holy Spirit was guiding them. So the gospel clearly that day again 
was spreading among the Jewish people and the numbers of believers, I believe, were growing every hour, every day. God's church, God's church was growing. And I believe that's the exact same thing that God wants for his church today. I believe God wants to bless his church today. I believe God wants to pour out his Holy Spirit in God's church today. Would you stand with me? Next week, we'll continue to study Peter and John being arrested. And the next day, they were brought before the Sanhedrin. Uh, please read ahead. You, like I say, in some ways, you, you'll find that uh, um, it's just a, a formality. It just They didn't know what to do. It was way beyond what they could explain. And it's easy to explain. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And they did not want to accept that. Thank you. God bless you for being here. Bless someone this week. Would you come forward and let's be dismissed tonight. The Pine Level Pentecostal Winners Church Incorporated, copyright 2023.